This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? I'm in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, in a hotel that's actually pretty nice for my day job. Uh, the, honestly, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. But, I mean, they have... The only thing I care about, which is hotel waffles, but also free cookies at the front desk mm-hmm. and they have a popcorn machine. I've never been in that, not in the middle of nowhere type of place. I, I don't think I've ever had this come around. I was, when I was on my way here, I was like, I hope there's not like ants. Instead, <laughs> I got, I got a nice, nice room. So I'm not doing too bad, but how are you doing anything up with you? Not a whole lot. It feels like football weather outside finally when it was 100 degrees over the weekend. So I'm liking that. I'm a pumpkin spice latte girl. So fall is in the air and I'm pumped about it. It's crazy because we only have counting this podcast. We only have four podcasts until the Cleveland game. And there's plenty to talk about with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Uh, And that's real football. You know, know, this was fine. Mm -hmm. A little tune up, a little podcast tune up. Football watching tune-up. Of course, the players have their tune-up in the preseason. But the real game starts. And I'm just hoping it starts off better than last year. 100%. Uh, We'll do a little recap here because Zach Taylor did talk to the media, but we'll definitely get into the 53-man roster, the offense, the defense, and just um, some of the other moves for the Cincinnati Bengals as of day one when the roster is technically to 53. But, of course, there's going to be some gymnastics. Players are going to be available from other teams. Maybe the Bengals add another player and remove another player on the current roster to be determined. I don't feel like this is the final 53-man until we get to uh, Cleveland for the Cincinnati Bengals. But I will start with this. Zach Taylor talked to the media. Um, of course, he was asked about his quarterback, Joe Burrow. And uh, he had a smirk on his face when, it, when talking about Joe. He's kind of been like that when it comes to the timelines. And he was asked if Joe Burrow will practice this week. He said, we'll see. Uh, the Bengals will have a short week of practice they normally get a longer weekend for labor day and then the real practices begin the following wednesday they'll meet on monday kind of go over game tape but wednesday of next week is when they get ready for that week one game against cleveland so look to be determined if joe will be out there for practice this week um he has been reports all Bengals. james rapine friend of the show uh was reporting that he's been throwing regularly no surprise. We saw him before the preseason game number one out in front of Paycor Stadium or out in front of on the field at Paycor Stadium and uh, making some throws, jogging out there. Um, again, they're going to take their time with him. Also asked if the contract, um, you know, is there any connection? Joe's not out there because of the contract. Zach Taylor said no. So anything you want to add about Joe Burrow? I'm tired. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> I mean, I know quarterback of the team is going to be the 
this has been such a non-story to me for a little while. Whenever it felt like it was going to be a grade one, I have not felt like he's going to be at all. Knock on wood, I guess. Yeah, I don't think he's going to miss any time, but I don't know. I think Zach Taylor's going to play it close to the vest. All these coaches love the advantage you get out of making it seem ominous, like they may have to prepare for Jake Browning or another quarterback we could talk about later, uh, somebody out there, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but to be, um, to be determined, Jake Browning, TBD. Um, yeah, I'm expecting him to play. I think he, I think he practices. I think he practices next week. I don't think he practices this week. Exactly. Do you have any feeling on that? I feel the same exact way. Why not give Joe Burrow another week? Because he's still at all the meetings. He's still at Paycor Stadium all day with the players. He's throwing behind the scenes. Um, you know, they're going to have walkthroughs without the media there. And then they obviously practice later in the afternoons. I say give him one more week of rest. Um, he's still majorly involved. Zach feels very confident about the health of Joe Burrow. Um, but I, I, I think you'll see him out there next Wednesday, and the Bengals social media team is probably really excited for that when it comes to the Joe Burrow content getting back out there. And um, I'm sure fans are just they're ready for Joe. I mean, look, it's been it's only been a month, but it feels like it's been longer than that without Joe, a little longer than a month. But it feels it feels training camp dragged on without him, and we're we're used to Joe not being there for training camp. It just felt longer this year. Because uh, I think we were really optimistic he was going into it. He's healthy. He's going to be out there. And they're just taking it easy with Joe. And when it comes to the contract stuff, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is August 29th as we're recording this. As long as he's signed on the dotted line before they hit Cleveland, um, I think that is great news for the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. I don't think this is a contract situation. Joe has been there for everything. Um, it'd be smart to go ahead and get it done, but both sides are still very quiet about what's happening behind the scenes. Who knows if that means something else for another extension of a player. But for my confidence level, I still feel pretty good about that getting done before the season because you do not want to get into the quarterback market next year. Even though Joe's fifth-year option is picked up for the following year, I just you, nobody wants to, to go into that and say oh we still got to figure out how to be joe and then jamar's contract is up so i'm so confident it gets done in the next two weeks and um joe burrow's out there in cleveland but that's all i have really to say about joe burrow I, i'm looking forward to when he gets back out there and that's also because next year what he has to deal with the uh, trevor lawrence possible extension which if trevor lawrence has a great year he's probably going to try to reset the market because mm -hmm. Made the playoffs last year. The Jaguars need him. They paid Blake Bortles. I'm sure they'll pay him. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it just turns into the faster you get these things done, the better. Now, I, it's tough because Burrow could have held out seeing, like, I'm going to see what Hurts and Herbert get, and I want more than that. And I think he has every right to do that. Mm -hmm. It could also just be that they haven't come to terms on the guarantees or the structure, or maybe they are – the very optimistic view. Maybe they're just trying to put it all together before they announce everything. <laughs> they're trying to play their Tetris, the uh, you know the salary cap nonsense to keep T, keep Burrow, and then have money in the future, have money for Chase next year. But look, just <sighs> the further along you get, this is why I said like I I, I was more confident Burrow would play week one than I am that this deal gets done before the season starts because it's, uh, it's just tough when you don't see or hear anything. How are you actually supposed to feel about this? Because we can be confident this deal gets done, but when? 
And will there be any hardball played? Will, you know, the Brown family and Black Katie Blackburn and everybody kind of need the kick in the pants of Burroughs saying, like, I'm not playing until I have a deal or something like that to actually come through and be like, okay, we'll drop whatever is holding this deal up. I don't know. I don't know anything. It's hard to speculate anything. It could just be nothing. But not knowing anything, living in the unknown is, you know, a little scary. And it's why uh, I wish I was as optimistic as you are about this getting done soon. You, you keep saying, like, it's going to be done soon. And I'm just like, I, I hope so. I did say that a lot this off season. I said soon a lot. So I will say I've been wrong because I've said it was going to be, I thought it was going to be done maybe the first or second week of training camp. Look, did with the calf injury, I don't think it really changed much. They knew they're going to pay Joe Burrow. Um, they feel confident he's going to be out there for week one, according to several reports we've heard over the last month. Um, so I just think that in the for me, and maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way with both sides being quiet and his agent also represents the Bosa brother. Uh, for the 49ers who's trying to get paid right now too. And, you know, that it was out there in the media with the national writers and insiders. And this has just been, this has just been, Hey, these guys are working things out behind the scenes. Joe's been doing a lot of uh, promos and uh, commercials and things like that. So, uh, you know, he's staying busy getting, getting that bag. But um, I do think he's gonna, I think, I think it's going to be over soon. I really do. And I, I think it will be before he steps foot in Cleveland and we can stop talking about the contract extension and then we'll move on to T Higgins and what's going to happen with that. But everybody knows how I kind of feel about that. I, if he doesn't get done this season, I feel like they franchise tag him and tease with the Cincinnati Bengals for the next two years counting this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would also like the borough deal done so that it feels like you could move on to T and kind of what's happening there. Does yeah. that, I don't know how much it affects the T Higgins deal, but I'm sure that they do want to have Burrow secured before they start paying other guys, but they paid Logan Wilson. So maybe they don't care. I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. It's tough to say when you don't know anything, you just have to speculate a little bit on the little bit of graham cracker crumble that you get. Right? Like we have absolutely nothing. Even for T Higgins, everybody knows who his agent is. Nothing from that camp right now. It is extremely quiet. Um, so we just, we don't know. And I don't know, may, I, I, I've said it 20 billion times on this podcast. Maybe I'm just way too optimistic when I look at the outlook of it. Say we're getting into Thursday of next week and we're recording our podcast and Joe Burrow hasn't signed his contract extension. I'm getting a little nervous because I don't think they want to deal with any of these discussions going into a season and they want this over with, um, you know, before this regular season starts. So I just, that would make, I would be worried. So if we're recording next Thursday night and there's no extension signed, I'm going to start to be like, mm, I'm going to be sweating a little bit. Friday, I'm uh, sweating a little more. If it's Saturday and they're already in Cleveland, that just puts you, I put your franchise in a bad spot to go in next year when you are negotiating, when the window is going to be even higher for the quarterback market. And I think you have to be smart. And this is the easiest decision that they'll ever have to make is signing Joe Burrow to yeah. a contract extension. So I know. Yeah. I mean, I know the minutia of it is more complicated than we're letting on, but at the same time, look, give in. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you have to pay him. You can't be the first team to let a top three quarterback hit the market. I mean, do you know how bad that looks? Just like who would ever want to play for you? You no. sell the team because like who would it, Oh, we get a quarterback that good. We just can't pay him. Like, come on, be serious. 
because there there's something different about Joe Burrow. Not only like his talent and what he's able to do. I know a lot of people want to connect him to having the wide receivers. And I promise we're going to get down to the 53-man roster in just a moment. Because Joe Burrow is a part of that. And he's the big story, too. Um, but he he does more than that for a franchise in a city. When you think about Joe Burrow, I've said it on this pod. He's a superstar, not only in the city, but I think in the National Football League. And that would be terrible to just go into next. I just think I, I know he's the fifth year option. I just you do not want to go into the year before the fifth year option is over and be like, all right, let's start. Let's finish our negotiation. And I think it's I like I said, I don't even I can't even get that mindset because I think this is going to be done in the next week and a half. Um, and hopefully it is. We've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast, and I think that would be a great show right before they play Cleveland. Let's talk Joe Burrow contract extension. But until then, right now, Zach Taylor not giving much to the media or, or fans right now, and that's fine. He doesn't know anybody anything, and maybe it's just more of, hey, we're just going to play this game, and Joe's going to be getting another week of rest, and he'll be back next week. We did figure out that several weeks is more than three. Yeah. Well, I do think of several as like three to five. Yeah. So, I mean, Zach was telling us it was going to be several, and I feel like we're right around the several mark. But, uh, yeah, they practice tomorrow. We're recording on Tuesday to be determined. Maybe Joe will be out of practice. Uh, but we just do not know as of now because they had today off. It was roster cut day. I want to get into a few cuts, and then we'll move it on to our second and third segment. The big news, I think fans not so happy. Trey Hill on the offensive line. They stuck with quite a few offensive linemen. I want to make this note really quickly. No surprise, Leo Collins is um, going to miss the first four games. That's going to give him time to get back on his feet, um, obviously recover. Zach Taylor said he's still weeks out from his return, and, and I, I think that's totally fine because at the end of the day, you want healthy offensive linemen and depth to be determined on what it looks like for him when he does return, but uh, he'll miss the first four games. Let's go back to Trey Hill. Is he going to be on the roster, the final 53-man roster, like next week when it's really final? Yeah, with Trey Hill, I just think the team might like him more than we do. And they're that way about a few offensive line guys. Jackson Carmen, I feel like they might like him more than we do. Uh, he hasn't really, he got worse in each preseason game. And he really, outside of that Bills playoff game, hasn't shown much and in the NFL. But he's a second-round pick. They haven't cut one of those during a rookie deal since 2002. Uh, Cody Ford, the only reason I'm not surprised about him making the roster is just because I heard from somebody that they really like him and to expect him to make the roster. So I went, okay. I don't think he looked that much better than a lot of the guys that he was competing with, but they just like him. And they've liked him since Duke Tobin has liked him since like 20 whatever draft class he came out. And Trey Hill, that is the one that's like, so does this mean you weren't happy with sharpening snaps, which some of them were inaccurate, which Okay, that makes sense. Or does this just like we really like his potential or whatever else is going on? I have no idea. Um, are they just higher on him? But then I'm just asking, like, then why were you teaching Sharping to snap if you always thought that Trey Hill was gonna make the team? It's not like his preseason was so good that you know it's like, well, we gotta keep him, even though we were doing everything with Sharping. I don't know, but I at right now, I expect him to make the team when everything settles. Okay. I don't know, though. I mean, I think that guy from Cleveland, Michael Dunn, that'd be an upgrade at backup center. I don't know about anybody else, but. <sighs> I think we can agree that the backup center position is still a major concern this year. Sure um, 
I definitely don't feel better. And honestly, I don't know if I would have felt better with anybody that they had during the preseason or training camp and said, that guy's going to be a better backup center. And I hope that, you know, we'll hear more when it comes to the waiver claims and just some guys who are going to become available when it comes to depth. It's obviously going to be something they look for in next offseason's draft class um, because you you do need that. Ted Karras is the oldest guy on the team right now, and he's 30 years old. <laughs> which is wild to me to think about that. And, you know, his contract's going to be up soon too. And, and I'd love Ted Karras to play years and years and years and years longer with Joe Burrow because that connection is is nice. But you got to be realistic at that position, and they do need up there. And I would be terrified if Trey Hill had to come into a game. So maybe that's something we'll see over the next week. Um, but you're right. Maybe maybe they just believe in him more than we do um, at practice with, with Frank Pollock, Zach Taylor. Um, we just do not know. But I think that was a big head scratcher for them on the offensive side of the ball. There's more players I want to get to. And then Stanley Morgan. I don't think this is goodbye. I think there is a chance that Stanley Morgan is back on this roster in about 24 hours. But we'll get to that next on his always game day in Cincinnati.